Avast me hearties, and welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, I discuss everything from lore, to updates, to the future of the game, down to the nitty gritty statistics and the player base. So please grab the helm, grab a sail, stand behind a cannon, don't miss the board, but more so raise the colors and let's set sail on this adventure. our first quality of life update um from season uh, from season one um high level overview i was a little disappointed in what they chose to focus on uh for this update in season one but there were some things that okay i guess were needed um and other things that still remain on the known issues list at the end of the patch notes so Uh, I have a list here, uh, like I always do, and we'll go over uh, some of the more specifics of the patch note. Um, But what I wanted to talk about first was um, the one thing uh, that I really, really, really liked uh, with this update, and that was they have finally integrated direct Steam invites. So Steam has been out since June um, of last year, so June of 2020. And we've never been able to invite our friends uh, directly through Steam, which is when uh, Steam was uh, uh, launched uh, for Sea of Thieves, they, a lot of people were disappointed because we still have to use the, the crappy um, Xbox companion app, specifically on PC, um, to invite our friends and, and nothing really changed. We just were able to purchase the game and utilize the stream store and, get steam accommodations, medals, whatever they call it there. Um, and all the steam fun stuff, but we still weren't able to utilize it to invite our friends in the game. And we still had to depend on the crappy Xbox, um, companion app, uh, in order, order to do that. So I haven't tested this feature, but as of February 18th, quality of life patch, um, you can now do it directly through steam. So I haven't had a chance yet to, uh, to test it. I've, I've been extremely busy. Um, but I'm, I'm anxious to see how that works and I'm hoping it's flawless and I never have to use the Xbox companion app again. I'll probably have to use it still to invite friends who still have the Xbox version, but who knows? Um, but I think that was a, a, a huge highlight, uh, which says a lot because again, a quality of life update, I, I assumed when they announced these changes to, uh, their update system, I assumed when they said quality of life, they would be focusing on large scale issues, um, and starting to whittle those away. Uh, For example, there have been three issues that have been on their known issue tracker uh, for up to and over a year now. Um, And we're not going to get into too much detail about them because everyone knows what they are. Uh, That is hit registration. Um, That is server migration problems. And that is barrels or stuck inventory issues. These three known issues have been in the Sea of Thieves development backlog as known issues for well over a year. And it, it, to me, it, it looks like that is a dumping ground for things that they just want to let players know we're looking at it, but in, in, in all reality, they're not looking at it at all. Um, but prior to the February 18th um, patch, uh, not only was I watching streams like I always do, um, but playing the game a little bit, hit registration, and this says a lot, is probably in its worst place prior to the update. I haven't played since February 18th update. I haven't touched the new update. But it's it's probably in its worst place uh, since I've played the game, and in, in in what a year and a half now. It's it's or however long I played, I I can never remember when I first started. But uh, it's it's in its worst it was worst place. Day after day, stream after stream, I watch people bullets going through people and no damage, uh, and and it's it's very frustrating. And like I've said in in previous uh, episodes. I don't feel that hit registration will ever be 100% fixed in Sea of Thieves. They're going to have to, the way the code is written at the deep, dark heart of it, uh, it's going to have to be a Sea of Thieves 2 in order for them to get that fixed. 
So I don't ever anticipate it ever being completely fixed, but better than it is right now would be nice. And it seems like it's going downhill and not improving whatsoever. And it's really frustrating as someone who works in, in project management and, and software uh, development management that we have three major known issues that really cause a lot of trouble at the core of the game when players are trying to interact with the world or other players that haven't been fixed in, in over a year. Um, a lot of these things have been, you can, you can go to the patch notes, um, going back, like I said, probably a year and you'll see these three issues ranged in melee hit detection, player impacted following a, a server migration and stuck UI menus, which are, which are barrels. So it, it's, it's sad that these items have been on here for a very long time, because in, in all honesty, if, if we had, if any of my, my, uh, my teams for software development had items that major to our software for months, let alone a year, I'd be fired as a, as a, as a project manager, as a product manager, because it's absolutely ridiculous that major key functions of your game are still in the known issue bug section uh, for well over a year. It's, it's, it's just bad, but we'll get off of that because you know, I can go on that for uh, forever. So uh, we'll get off of that, and we'll get on to um, some of the other items uh, that were mentioned um, in these patch notes. Now, I won't go through each and every line of the patch notes. There are several sections I will go deeper in, um, but I, I wanted to talk uh, quickly about some of the cosmetic updates. Um, there is, um, they did add the uh, some more to the Dark Adventurer um, set, including a ship set. Um, just so you know, uh, the last set of Dark Adventure stuff that includes the weapons, that was somewhere, I believe, in the ballpark of 25 million. The ship set is 35 million. So if you, uh, if you felt really good about getting the Dark Adventure set and you were like, oh, I'll have plenty of time to uh, recoup those costs in order to get whatever they come out with next, I uh, hate to tell you, that's not going to happen. The Dark Adventure ship set, which looks excellent, uh, even the cannons look good, and I'm very particular about my cannons. Um, obviously, I don't have them because I don't have that type of money right now uh, on my pirate, but uh, uh, it, they look great. They they look nice. There's there's not, from what I can tell, a whole lot of glow. It's a, a bit of shimmer to uh, some of the stuff. It's a beautiful ship set, uh, but, uh, but right around $35 million, I think it's just under $35 million that you're going to need for that entire ship set. Um, so that's, that's, again... I've been saying it for a long time um, before this podcast started and, and since the podcast started that Rare has needed a gold dump in this game. The, the, the idea of gold and doubloons was an absolutely worthless currency um, because you could buy everything and you just keep getting millions upon millions upon millions. Now, you can't because at the end of the day, you, you've got these beautiful cosmetics that people want, uh, first off locked behind pirate legend. And then secondly, locked behind a ridiculous amount of gold. Um, so now there is a gold dump. So now it actually has made gold valuable, which is what it's needed for a bit. Now, um, they've also added a couple other items, uh, to the game, a couple other sh uh, uh, sets, uh, the sunshine parrot set. <coughs> this is a, um, this is a reskin of the Nightshine Parrot set. Um, so if you enjoy that look, this is a, uh, a recolorization of that. Uh, it is locked behind Legends of the Sea 2 accommodation, so you will need to complete the uh, the Legends of the Seas 2 accommodation uh, in order to get that uh, that stuff. The Renegade Sea Dog set is also uh, now available. I believe this is also a, uh, a reskin. Um, but it is also now uh, purchasable, and based on what I can see here, it does not um, it is not locked behind any sort of accommodation. Um, if you weren't able to get the Champions of Souls uh, weapons, like I said uh, in the last uh, uh, podcast with uh, with Captain Logan, I uh, I was really impressed with the design of a lot of the the features that they're putting into Sea of Thieves right now, as far as cosmetics and things like that. Uh, this was a, a beautiful uh, ship set, but if or not a ship set, weapon set. If you weren't able to get those because of time constraints, play constraints, whatever it may be, those have now been added to ships or the, to the shops in the in the outpost. However, they are locked behind the Champion of Souls accommodation, so you still need to do all the the pirate captain hunting and stuff like that in order to uh, get those those items uh, unlocked for purchase. So. Um, lots of new things uh, hitting the the 
the shops, which is great. We haven't seen that. I mean, we saw it with season one launching, but it's been a while since we've seen some new sets and some reskins and stuff like that uh, available. So I'm anxious to see where they go with that. Um, along with that, we'll talk quickly about the cash shop items. There are a few new items uh, added to the cash shop. Again, this would be the Valentine's Day update, so you can anticipate some of the things that are in there. Um, the the um, the Reaper heart stuff. Uh, so they added a cat this year, so the Reaper heart cat is available. There are Valentine's Day emotes, including there is a free emote to get uh, in the Emporium right now, which is the point and laugh emote, which is a cute little emote. I, I think it's really nice. Um, I, I, obviously, it's going to be used in a toxic manner a lot of the times, but as long as it's it's used in good fun and not just dumb toxic manner that a lot of unfortunate people uh, on this game who who aren't good um, display toxic behavior. It's it's really fascinating when you look at it. That the majority of players who are very toxic and and yelling and cursing and and getting all upset um, and just just making the play experience miserable, um, a lot of them are are honestly not that great of players. So that's beside the point. Um, there's a charity sales up right now. Um, this is uh, benefiting a children's hospital in the UK. Um, I always try if if I'm playing a game, I always try to participate in in any sort of charity sale out there. Uh, to help those charities, and, and especially when it deals with uh, children's healthcare or children's education or something like that, I always try to take part because it's a great cause. You know, children are are not in the same p- position as myself or, or adults um, to take care of themselves. So, so I, I just feel that we need to do, uh, if we have the means, of course, if we have the means um, to do everything we can to help them out. So there is a charity sale set out there. They're really nice. They're they're like a purple. Um, with like a pastel pink and I think blue and some nice silver hands, um, uh, underneath a heart. Uh, so they're really nice, uh, uh, ship set. I think there, there isn't any glow that I can tell on them. Um, again, I, I haven't gotten the game, so I haven't actually seen them. Um, I'm just going off of what the picture looked like on the Sea of Thieves news. Um, but, but they look really nice. I, I, I really liked them. I don't know how much I would be using them. Uh, but again, supporting the charity means more than, you know, me throwing uh, some money, some money uh, at a, uh, at some sales that I'll never use. Um, it's it's more so that I'm I'm supporting the charity and, and trying to help children with their health care. Um, for those of you out there who are uh, fans of steampunk, um, Sea of Thieves did try their hand at the first steampunk set, and I don't know uh, if true steampunk fans will be super excited about this. Um, but it is a cool um, and unique looking set. Uh, it is a there's a ship set, there is a weapon set. Um, and there is a costume set for the crew. Um, and, and it's all kind of steampunky with the goggles and the gears and stuff like that. Um, again, I, I don't know if, if if true steampunk fans and, and those who go out to, to Renaissance fairs like me, I don't do steampunk, but those who go out to Renaissance fairs and those who cosplay with, with steampunk, I don't know if this hits the mark for you, um, but I think it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Even the weapons look kind of cool. They look so much better than the blocky Legos. Um, with the, with the, uh, uh, the new year, what the Chinese new year, um, lunar festival out, th- those things just look garbage. Th- those were just a, th- those were just a horrible miss in the design. Um, but this set does look good. I, I think it still is a little blocky. They could have done a little bit more to it. Um, but overall it's a huge improvement from the lunar set. So, uh, that, that has a lot going for it right there because the, the lunar set was just garbage. So, um, but those are the only things that uh, was really announced in the Pirate Emporium. There may be more stuff in there. I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to play it since this update came out. So we're just kind of going over high level um, the patch notes like we always do um, and things that have been talked about in the news and stuff like that. So um, those are kind of the new things that you can uh, purchase. Uh, now to kind of dive into um, um, just some more details here. We'll get to the patch notes in a, in a few minutes, but there were a couple more highlights that were announced on um, the 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 new the news the Sea of Thieves news thing, which I thought they were stopping, but it seems like they're still doing it. I, I don't know. Um, so there's a new event coming out. This event runs from February 25th through March 18th, and for all you people out there that love to cast your line into the water, this is the event for you. Uh, this is the Festival of Fishing event from the Hunter's Call, um, and it gives you the ability to unlock up to four new fishing pole skins. So you've got the Merchant Alliance, Gold Hoarder, and Order of Souls uh, fishing uh, poles, along with the Frozen 
Um, I call it the Frozen. It's the the ice set that they've been doing. Um, the reskinned ice set, the one that looks like it has furs on it, right? The season one, um, like reskin of it. Uh, you get the fishing pole, um, and also two titles. What I can tell you from looking at the actual events um, itself, I mean, if you've ever seen me play or if you've ever heard me talk about uh, fishing on the podcast, you will know I don't like fishing in this game. I don't. It's a good system. It's it's quote unquote fun, uh, but the time spent to actually fish and be rewarded for what you're catching versus going out and doing a fort or voyages is just ridiculous. Um, you are not rewarded nearly as much for the time investment, the boring, I will add time investment in fishing, digging up date bait, et cetera, et cetera. You're not rewarded anywhere close to, if you use that same time to go out and do a fort, uh, to do a flame heart, to do a ashen look, you're not compensated anywhere near. So if we're talking about what I like to do, which is make the most amount of gold in plundered treasure or make the most amount of gold possible in my playtime, fishing has never been something for me. Um, I've got a lot of the Hunter's Call um, fishing commendations almost done, uh, but it's all been from stealing. It's all been from um, going onto to people's boats, filling their storage crates full of whatever fish that they have, and stealing the storage crate. That's just how I play. Um, it, it's a pirate game. I'm stealing your stuff. It's just how it is. But for those of you out there who do enjoy the, the long grind of digging bait and fishing, um, here's kind of what you're looking to do to unlock these, these items. Um, so to get the, um, the, the, I'm going to call it the frozen, uh, fishing pole, uh, the new fishing pole, uh, you must deliver 50 fish to the hunter's call in order to earn that cosmetic. There is a title as well. Um, and that is a hundred fish to the hunter's call and you get the, um, you get the new title. Now, those are for those two items. Now there are challenges set up. Um, there are three challenges with seven features in each one. Um, and the, the, um, so 21 challenges total. Um, and it takes you a, a, a certain amount of each in order to unlock a fishing pole. So if you get six of them done, you get the gold hoarder. If you get 12 of them done, Order of Souls, 18 will give you the Merchant Alliance, and all 21 will give you a title. So, um, I, I, again, they feed off of each other, right? So if you're doing, if you're trying to get your um, Gold Hoarder, Order of Souls, Merchant Alliance, and first title, you're already almost halfway to your frozen uh, fishing pole. So, again, if you're interested in fishing, if you love fishing, if that's what you really enjoy doing in this game, this event is 100% for you. Again, this event starts on February 25th. So um, this podcast releases, this podcast will release on, um, let's see here, the 23rd. Um, so two days after this podcast releases, um, this particular um, uh, event will begin. Um, so again, keep your eyes out there. February 25th through March 18th. If you love fishing, get out there and start fishing. There's a lot of stuff. Um, as far as um, items to unlock. And keep in mind, this is all going to your Season 1 Renowned. So it, it is leveling up your Season Pass if if you haven't got that uh, uh, completed yet. Uh, by the time this podcast is out, Twitch Drops will be over. But the Twitch Drops that we just um, uh, saw, um, Twitch Drops between, um, let's see here, February 19th through the 23rd. Um, we saw the Gilded Phoenix or Creator um, item. The shovel, the spyglass, the dance shuffle, which is a new remote, um, the gilded pocket watch, and then there's one other item. I'm not quite sure what it's it's going to be because I'm recording this the day before it releases, so I'm not sure. I think it's the. It's either going to be the I, I I don't know I don't know what item we we haven't we haven't seen yet, but. Um. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what it is. I would have to pull up the uh, the thing. They never show you what it is on the the website. Like they they release the flyer, but then they don't put it on the website, which I think is silly. But it is what it is. So uh, again, if you uh, hopefully you've got your Twitch drops. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, you can go to seeofthieves.com/twitch-drops, link your Twitch account to your Microsoft Sea of Thieves account. And then when they're doing Twitch drops, you just need to watch a partnered Sea of Thieves streamer. It's usually marked in their title, Drops, or something like that. It also says on Twitch, if they have Twitch drops enabled. You watch them for 20 to 30 minutes, and the items should be in your uh, um, your stream, your 
your Twitch wallet. So you have to go up to your profile in the upper right corner of the um, Twitch website. Go down to wallet um, or drops and you click on that and then there will be a claim button. Um, so it is a it is a tedious process to get these items um, because ultimately, if you don't have your Twitch account linked, those that time doesn't count. If you don't claim your item, it doesn't count. Like there, there's a lot that goes into it that you could miss this item. So again, you got to link your account. You've got to watch the time. You have to make sure you claim the item. And then you have to make sure it's in your inventory. Uh, claiming the item is very important because if it doesn't show up in your inventory within 72 hours, that gives you a stamp that shows, yes, you did claim that. And then the Sea of Thieves team can um, reimburse you for that. The other question that's often uh, posed to streamers during Twitch drops is, how do I get this if I miss that day? You don't. Um, Twitch drops happen. If you don't get it on that day, you have to wait until they put it back on Twitch drops again. So, um, again, for, for, for folks like me who don't play Sea of Thieves as much as we used to, but still love it, um, still still play with our friends and, and still keep up with the, the stuff and, and hope that um, it continues to grow and do well, um, but just have life and work and everything else uh, on top of us right now. Um, it's just, it's, it's something that I, I still like to do. I still love a lot of CFD, uh, streamers and I watch them more than any other streamer type out there on the, on Twitch or YouTube. Um, but I, I always like to, to watch them, uh, for the Twitch drops specifically, just so I have those items for when I actually play the, the one or two days a week that, that I have the time to, to play. So those are the Twitch drops that are now going to be ending once this uh, this podcast uh, comes out. You'll have that last day of Twitch drops when this podcast drops. So um, get in there to get the last item if you haven't done so already. A few other changes or call-outs. The Xbox Series X, the Duke uh, ship set um, that has caused a lot of bans and unbans and a lot of just stupid because it was a poor choice to begin with. It was a really bad choice to 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 put that uh, that ship set behind, you know, three five hundred dollars. It's just absolutely ridiculous um, that they did that. It was just a just a bad move on their part. I've talked in length about that, but um, for those of you who are interested in getting one of the new Xboxes and haven't been able to get your hands on it yet, they have extended that from May until November um, of this year. So you'll have until November twenty twenty one. In order to get your new Xbox, log in with your Sea of Thieves account and claim your uh, Duke ship set. <clears throat> there hasn't been a lot of those um, um, those Xboxes available out there. A lot of people complained because they wanted to, to get the Duke, Duke ship set. They want to play it on the new Xbox because of all the new cool features, but they couldn't get their hands on it. Uh, so they have ex- extended that, and I think that's a good idea to November 2021. So that's good. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> the next thing for the Xbox Series X, um, obviously that console is very powerful and very crazy cool. Um, they have extended um, the 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 graphical power of Sea of Thieves on that. It can do 4K 60, and now you'll be able to tone it to 1080p 120 uh, frames per second. You'll be able to do it that way in case your um, in case your your TV doesn't you know handle 4K. You know, so there's that. Um, I know a lot of people like the higher frames than they do the the 4K graphics. Anyways, I'm one of those people. Uh, but there you go. Uh, so you can now do 1080p 120 on uh, on the Xbox Series X. <clears throat> a, a really good piece of news, to be honest, that came from from Joe Neat was that because Sea of Thieves is growing, which we can see that in the numbers, it is it is truly growing. I don't believe it's growing as fast as they wanted it to with season one, um, but it is growing. Uh, and he mentioned that they're making uh, uh, many partnerships with other studios um, and they're continuing to hire more people. So that's never a bad thing. That means money is flowing in. That means capital is flowing in. That means they're, they're, you know, they're doing what they need to do. Their, their player base is, is, is still there. You know, after all these years, it's still there regardless of all these bugs. Um, there are still core amounts of players there still putting money into the game um, and they're able to grow their team, which is not a bad thing on a development side. What they really need to do, though, is make sure those new people, those new studio partners, etc., are working on those hard, th- those those things we mentioned earlier that have set in the dev, dev backlog for a year now. 
um, and are causing daily issues and frustrations for their player base when they're playing their game. That's just how it is. And they have to put a priority on those things. So, but it's a good thing that they're able to grow their team, right? It's it's always a great thing, especially in the world we're living in right now, that we can get more and more people employed. So, bravo, Rare. Please continue to do that. Um, and, and like I said, I'll continue to play your game as long as I don't upturn my you know monitor and keyboard and computer because I'm pissed off that I've shot a guy five times and he, with an eye of reach and he still hasn't died because the bullet doesn't actually hit him. Um, so one thing, and, and next we'll get into the patch notes, but one thing that I always want to caution people when they watch these, these, um, these videos, these news videos, or these press releases, keep in mind, there's always PR spins. And if you actually do your research and you actually look at the numbers, you can identify the PR spin. One of the things that I always do and then I try to do every few episodes is we talk about the numbers that we know, because if we talk about the numbers that we know, we can speculate the numbers that we don't know. Um, because in general, um, if, if a game is across multiple platforms, the trends on one platform can be apparent to the other platform, right? Sea of Thieves is in an interesting place because it has the Xbox Game Pass, which backs it up. Um, so the numbers don't directly correlate, um, but you can still anticipate a drop-off or an increase if you see it on Steam, which those numbers are public, um, if you see it there versus the Xbox numbers. Xbox numbers are going to be higher just because of the Game Pass and the, the great value that the Game Pass offers you, but it's still going to show you trends. So... One thing that I'm always disappointed in, and I and I understand why they do it, right? They want to talk about the positive. They want to give a good message out there. But you know what? Don't lie to people, right? So yet again, Joe has put a PR spin on their player base. And he said, we're reporting the highest monthly player numbers ever. So since the release of Sea of Thieves, um, they're reporting the highest player numbers ever. Well, here's the thing, Joe. You haven't reported your player numbers. Aside from your website, where you've got a big banner at the bottom of it that says something along the lines of how many, you know, whatever millions of players um, are, are, are currently, you know, or have played this game, you're not giving us any of your numbers. You're not giving us average daily players. You're not giving us peak monthly players. You're not giving us that information, right? You're just telling us it's the highest it's ever been. And if we look at Steam, you're lying to us. Um, and here's why you're lying to us. So, <clears throat> so steam launched on June, 2020 and the peak, uh, players logged in at one time on steam, uh, in the month of June was 66,632. The average players playing at any given time on steam in June was 29,454. Okay. In July, one month after the Steam release, the peak was 59,104, and the average was 21,810. Now, remember, Joe Neat tells us that this, um, this month of play of, of, of January was the highest they've ever seen. The peak players, based on Steam's reporting for the month of January, was 52,916. That wasn't as high as July. It wasn't as high as June. It was higher than December, but it wasn't as high as July and wasn't as high as June. So Joe saying this is the highest monthly players we've ever seen is incorrect because it didn't, at least on Steam, again, Xbox is going to be higher, but I guarantee you if, if Steam did not even hit their release and month after release peak players, Xbox sure did not hit peak numbers. As far as the average, 21,555. Again, that was lower than June uh, Steam release in July. So be very careful when Joe Neat or, or anyone, uh, um, McFarlane or whoever it is, says these numbers because they're not showing us the numbers. And there's a reason they're not showing us the numbers because they can PR spin it however they want on the news but at the end of the day, if people actually dove in and Steam releases these numbers, you can get these numbers for any game that's on Steam, right? 
You can get these numbers on multiple websites. From any game on Steam, you can find this information. Um, it's out there. It's public. However, Xbox has not released that information. So we can't see that. So we can anticipate the trends. But I can tell you right now, based on Joe's statements, he was flat out lying. Did they come close? Probably. They probably came very close. Um, obviously, 52,912 peak um, on Steam. I'm going to guess they probably got very close. Um, just because they're, they're only 7,000 off. Actually, less than 7,000. About 6,000 off in Steam uh, for July. They, they are a little low. They're about 14,000 off of peak players from, from June. <clears throat> but average players daily, a couple hundred uh, and about 8,000. So, yeah, I mean, they probably were, they probably got close, but they did not break those records. There's no way, shape, or form. Joe Neat was definitely blowing some PR smoke up of our, up our, our, up our ass, like he does a lot. I love Joe. I think I think he's done a great job as far as getting this game to where it is. Um, but at the end of the day, the PR smoke has got to stop. It's got to stop. Um, if you're going to lie, or or if you're if you're if you're going to lie, or you're going to tell us statistics without giving us the numbers, nah, not going to believe it. And you need to stop saying it. Um, like, yeah, you need to promote your game, and I, I get that. But but it's just like politicians, right? It's just like teachers. It's just like parents. It's just like friends. If you're going to tell me something, then give me the data to back it up. Don't just tell me something and expect me to believe it, right? Sheep do that, okay? People need to stop being sheep and stop following and stop listening. They need to actually start questioning and researching and that stuff. So, Joe, you need to stop just throwing out blanket statements like that without providing us the actual details and the data uh, to back it up because I can look up the data on Steam and based on the data on Steam, you're lying. You flat out lied to your entire player base and everyone who watched the Sea of Thieves news. Stop doing it. It's not the first time you've done it. I'm sure it won't be the last time you've done it, but stop doing it. It's it's just it's just bad. It's just bad. Um. So yeah, always keep your uh, eyes out for the 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 PR spin. It's just it's just bad. All right, so let's now look at the patch notes. I do like to usually dive into the patch notes pretty in-depth. For a lot of people, don't actually read the patch notes, and that's there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, let someone else like myself who's interested in this kind of stuff read it and kind of tell you the highlights, right? Um, so again, you can always see the most recent patch notes, which this is patch 2.0.22. You can always catch those at seaofthieves.com slash release dash notes. So right at the top, they obviously go over the Pirate Emporium. If they go over the events and they talk about, you know, season one, what's going on. Uh, we have the Outpost Cosmetics, which we already talked about. And now we get into um, uh, to, to the actual update section. Um, so Sea of Thieves, in my opinion, has done a very good job of always making sure that their game is accessible to as many people out there as possible. <clears throat> this month, or, or yeah, for this quality of life update, they added Japanese support, which is absolutely fantastic. There's a great wealth of players in in Japan in the 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 APAC region of of the world, uh, Pacific region of of the world, Asia Pacific. That's it's a business term. Sorry. Um, the, I'm glad they added this. So they added the Japanese localization across the entire game. So now there's the, the Japanese accessibility options in there and localization options. So um, that that's great. Um, that's great. That there, there's a lot of players out there in the in the APEC region. Um, probably players out there that would that would definitely want to play this game. And now that there's localization in there, maybe we'll see those players be able to play. It's not going to affect me in the United States, but you know that's great for them. Uh, again, we have uh, we mentioned before the Steam friends support, uh, the stream, Steam direct uh, invites, join game off of uh, friends. Uh, you know, basic Steam features uh, that we didn't get access to when um, Sea of Thieves uh, first launched on Steam. Which this this for me was huge. Th th this is something that I've been wanting for a very long time because I prefer Steam over the junky, crappy, janky Xbox companion app that we have. Um, so a few things that they also <coughs> excuse me <coughs> added in here um seasonal renowned updates so discovering treasure washed up on the shores will now give you renowned um collector's chest washed up on shores will now give you a, a renowned along with any items inside of it 
Um, taking a collector's chest containing treasure back to your ship will also give you renown. So think of it in the same way that you think of the emissary system. That when you bring something like a collector's chest that's full of goodies, when you pick it up, you get uh, that. And when you drop it on your ship, you also get that. So that was good. It, it linked the two systems together there and made sure that you were getting credit for um, your season uh, your season one progress. The Merchant Alliance lost shipment voyages. Um, this, I don't know how I feel about this change. I like it a little bit, but in the, in the back of my mind, there was something about getting to this ship with the key, opening that, uh, opening that captain's quarters and just seeing a mound of treasure. Um, oh, it was just an amazing, like, I just loved that. Like that was the, one of the first things on stream that I, I, I talked about when I was streaming with outlet TV, um, over on Twitch. Um, and we opened that first vault and we just saw this massive pile of loot in there. It was awesome. Um, but they have lessened the amount of loot items that you are going to collect on those ships, but they made them more valuable. In my opinion, what they should have done was left the amount of items and just increased their value. And the reason I say that is the stuff you're getting out of there is if you, in, or if you enjoy the popular, um, longest John song, the weather, the weller man, all that we got in there was sugar and tea and well, we didn't ever get rum. We got some kegs, which is, you know, kind of like rum, I guess. Um, when you, when you mix it with ocean water, right? That's kind of, uh, it's more closer to moonshine, but, um, I, I think they should have kept the amount of loot in there because it's just an amazing experience to find that key, open the captain's quarters and just be blown away by the pile of loot in there. It's just, it's just great. It's just an amazing thing. So I don't like that they lessen the loot items. I'm going to have to do one of these voyages and see how much less is in there. But I do like the fact that they increase the value because the sugar, the spices, the, the teas, they didn't, they weren't worth that much. And you might get one, if, if you were doing the high end version of these missions, you might've got one of the gemstones or, or the ashen treasure type stuff. Maybe if, maybe if you got that, it felt good, but you're just getting a whole bunch of this little stuff, right? It did a great job of leveling your merchant flag up. It did an amazing job of that. Um, but the value there didn't feel good. So I think the merchant Alliance crates and stuff just need a little boost anyways. But I'll have to see what it looks like now because if it's if it looks like a bear or just a just a meek captain's quarters now and we don't see a whole lot of stuff in there, it, it, I don't know the wow factor of finding the sunken ship full of stuff just kind of is lost on me. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Washed up merchant cargo should now spawn closer uh, to clue giving NPCs, which is kind of cool. Well, that's that's good. Um, we already talked about the. Um, uh, Pirate Emporium. Um, they did add a few changes to um, audio in this. Um, they made a, a headphone audio experience. So you can switch your audio output to um, be switched to headphones, which this mode will provide you a headphone users a wider um, audio experience and ensure directional sounds are coming in correctly instead of using like the TV speakers or the surround sound system. It should give people who use headphones, which I'm guessing most people who play this game, especially streamers, are using headphones. So I, I think this is a great item that they added in here. They also, with headphones and audio, they've added a mono audio uh, support system, which is great. Again, for, for a lot of us, this isn't something that we want because we're PvP. We want to hear everything. But there are a lot of people out there who are hard of hearing, um, older folks, folks who unfortunately may have had some sort of hearing loss in their life. And, and the stereo system does not work for them because they, they've got, you know, dead frequencies, dead parts, you know, their ear might not be able to hear as well with, when things are moving by. So a full mono system where they can pump just solid sound into whichever ear they can hear, et cetera, is a much better experience um, for them. So this is an option you can obviously turn on in the accessibility options, and it's great for those folks who do have a, a, a hearing loss and, and may need that um, so they can continue to enjoy the game. All right. And my favorite thing, bug fixes. This one was really interesting to me as I did not realize this was an issue. Exploding gunpowder barrels on cruise um, or on crow's nest should now damage the mass. Could you imagine that? I, I, I never experienced this, but could you imagine 
you hit it with a fireball or a cannon shot or you get a good snipe in there and you blow up a gunpowder barrel in someone's crow's nest and the mass doesn't go down, could you imagine how frustrating that would be? Talk about hit reg being shit. Talk about how frustrating it would be to blow up a, uh, a crow's nest powder keg, which is the dumbest place on a ship, by the way, to have the powder keg. Um, you put it on the bowsprit because then you don't barely do any damage to your hull. You don't suffer any of your players on deck to, to, to die. Yes, it's easier for an enemy ship to, to snipe it, but guess what? You're not going to do as much damage to your ship when it's on the bowsprit and your crew doesn't die, which means you can quickly repair your ship. You can quickly put the fire out. When you drop a mast, if you're in a naval combat situation and your mast drops, or that keg up there blows up, which could kill crew members below it. Not a good day. Not a good day. Put those kegs on the bowsprit. Don't put them in your mast. You put them in your mast. You're just waiting for trouble. You're just waiting for trouble. So, um, so that's a, so that's. I'm, I'm glad they they fixed it. I'll say that. But that's that's a good change. Uh, being revived, um, just before you turn to dust, will no longer cause UI notifications to be disabled. Okay, that's just, okay, whatever. I wish they had less UI notifications. I could turn off more of them. Um, so please, I, I wish you wouldn't have fixed this bug and I can have my crew kill me and res me right at the end before I dust, before I go poof, before I fade into the wind, and then I don't have your dumb UI notifications. Um, this is a good one, especially for charity events, uh, fleet takeovers and stuff like that, when they like to do a closing picture. Uh, when large groups of players perform emotes together, emote animations should now display correctly. Um, I've done several charity events for different um, uh, fleet servers out there uh, across my time to help them generate money, um, which I, I, I love to generate. Even though I love PvP, I love charity a lot more than doing PvP. So um, having the ability to help them raise money, uh, such as the Heart of Gold Fleet and etc. like that. Uh, and we always try to get a picture at the end or a, a closeout video. And when you've, you've got a whole fleet of galleons, so you've got a, a six ships of, of galleons with four players a piece you're looking at 24 players right if my math's added up i'm sure you'll let me know if they didn't um but that's a lot of players and if we're all emoting in one spot some of the emotes were jerky and janky and pixelated and it just didn't look so good um so this is a good change again minor does it is it game breaking is it game impacting no just like the ui notifications being disabled not game not game breaking not just huge just a, a couple little annoyances and stuff like that again quality of life um, let's see here. The prices should now be collect or correct for the silent barnacle weapons and equipment. I don't know if those uh, items were off. Um, if they were, if they were wrong, if I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the, um, the accommodation to buy these items yet anyways. Um, so I don't know if they were off, but those have now been adjusted and fixed icons on, um, uh, for the ship flags have now been updated. Honestly, I think they need to add the ship flag option. Um, to the, hello. Well, thank you, phone, for uh, for making a loud noise at me. It's reminding me that I have a work meeting here in 10 minutes. Um, I thought it was about to go off again. I was going to go nuts. Um, I think the ship flag should be added into the, uh, the, the ship right uh, on shore because a lot of people forget to put their, their flag up there. And I think that just adds a nice little touch to the, the piratey theme. Um, of ships, but, um, they've updated the icon. So that's good. Um, tall tale items will no longer, um, add renowned as they shouldn't because renown should be done for tall tale completion, not adding, not getting the, or checkpoints and completion, not for getting the items on your boat. That's, that's silly. Um, they, they changed it. So the season ending text on the season progression panel should now reflect that the player has completed the season. I like that. I like that kind of tells you an end. Now, one thing that I am a little disappointed on with this is you hit a level 100 and it's like, why do I keep playing? Right. And and based on what we, based on what I can see with the steam charts, a lot of people are, are going that way. A lot of folks have got to 100 renowned. We're coming to the end of February. And guess what? The peak players is down almost 20,000 players. And the um, and the 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 daily average players is down almost uh, what? 7,000 players. So you can see as people are getting these events done, as people are getting to level 100, they don't have a reason to keep playing. 
what 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 is nice about other games and their season pass is they they continue to extend the season pass not with cosmetic unlocks um but they continue the season pass with um with things like gold doubloons and ancient coins and i think sea of thieves should should do that as well uh just to give people a reason to keep playing especially with the new cosmetics that are ridiculously priced amazingly priced i will add ridiculously amazingly priced because there needs to be a gold dump so there you go um, they cleaned up the lost shipments voyages. Um, again, we had parchments that were blank. You had, um, items after server migrations, not showing up. You had so many issues with the lost shipments. They cleaned those up quite a bit, um, including making sure the text on the trade routes are in your selected language. Just a lot of stuff that they cleaned up, which was needed. Um, I, I mentioned on stream and, and mentioned on, I believe the podcast last week with captain Logan, that those missions though, different and fun were buggy. And I didn't want to do any more until they fixed them. They have a massive section here in the patch notes, probably the largest section in the, in the patch notes. It is the largest section in the patch notes, to be honest, um, making those particular voyages, um, um, better cleaning them up, getting things uh, fixed. So that's, that's good that they did that. Um, they changed a couple of the descriptions on some of the, um, items in the pirate emporium. Um, and thank you for this. Um, they are trying their best because they removed the communication ability in the arena. Um, just a lot of toxicity and just bad, bad player choices. And unfortunately when, when players don't, um, act mature, when players can't grow up, when players can't be toxic game developers, then have to step in to ensure that the players who are abiding by the rules and who are making the game a fun experience for all you have to make sure that those folks don't suffer because those are the folks that are truly playing the game the way it should be. And unfortunately the arena is taking a huge hit on this. Um, first they took out communication. Then people were getting around it with pets, um, and keybinds. Well, guess what? You can't do it now. So, um, players should no longer be able to use keybinds to bypass communication restrictions in the arena. And I have a feeling very soon that the communications in the arena will be absolutely cut off where you won't be able to type anything. You won't be able to say anything. You won't be able to use pets. Pets will probably be disabled in the arena. They're probably going to do a lot of things there to make sure that people cannot be toxic. People can't sit there and go TDM, 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 and be toxic all day um, to, to, to one another in there, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, the arena is, a, unfortunately, the arena is kind of, doesn't seem like it's ever going to get love again, but the arena is a cesspool of toxicity and just bad, just bad. Um, so I'm glad they're doing this. Made some uh, uh, brief uh, changes to a, a couple of the landmarks, the Devil Ridge um, waterfall. They changed some audio things there. Um, the light behind the Gold Hoarders tent. Um, there was no light source there, but there was a light showing. Um, players should no longer be able to fall through the environment in the northeast side of the Fort of the Damned, which is cool. Um, so again, just basic uh, quality of life things there. Not everyone's going to experience these things, but you know. There's that. Uh, more visual and audio changes. Ancient vault sound effects will now reverb inside the, the vault. So a nice little immersion thing. Throwing a blunder bomb in an enclosed space should now have an appropriate reverb. Again, immersion, right? Um, they uh, they changed up the immersion for when you're talking to to player or to characters and uh, the, the range of the, the dialogue that you get, like for the tall tales and stuff like that, they've adjusted that again to make the immersion much better. Um, after unlocking rewards for the seasons, the notifications displayed should now have the correct translation into non-English uh, languages. So helping out those folks around the world, making sure they're able to read and see um, things that they're doing, just like the, the folks here in the United States or English-speaking uh, folks the UK or around the world. There's a lot of folks who play this game who don't speak English. So making sure they have the ability to experience the game, knowing what they're doing on the seasons, it's a, it's a great job. Um, and again, uh, the correct localization, which is, uh, again, language and stuff like that, in season one's plunder pass window uh, for non-English language uh, uh, folks. So that's, that's really good. Stability and performance. Camera movement is now smoother when using the mouse or Xbox Series S consoles. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, that, that's all the patch notes, by the way. And then, of course, it says that there are three things that are ongoing, which those things are basically copy-paste for the past year. 
So there you go. Uh, again, if you want to dive into these any deeper, it's seeathieves.com slash released dash notes. Um, you can, it, it'll be in the show description below. Uh, but as I said at the very beginning, this was a lackluster and very disappointing quality of life update. The main features and the main issues of the game are still main issues of the game. With server migrations being a huge issue, hit registration being their biggest issue, and um, inventory lockouts also being their biggest issue. Main things that focus on PvP or combat, which is a main feature of Sea of Thieves, are still not being addressed by the development staff. I don't know if it'll ever be addressed, and the thing is, if it's not going to be addressed, you just need to come out and say it. If you can't fix it without coming out with a Sea of Thieves 2, you just need to come out and say it. Because I know there's a lot of people that are hanging on to this game, still putting money into this game, because with the hope that Rare will fix this. And honestly, I think some of it can be fixed, but I think other things are not going to be able to fix. It was a good job on them to add some more gold dump stuff in this update. It was a good job at them for working on their accessibility options and localizations to make sure all players around the world, regardless of skill, um, ability, disability, language speaking, etc., are able to play and enjoy this game the way they want to. So good job on that. Um, good job on some brand new art stuff uh, with some of the new cosmetics. But what I will say is focus on your main issues. This is quality of life. And the biggest pieces of quality of life that your players are begging for and have for a long time, fix combat, fix the integra fix the work that when I'm interacting with a barrel in the middle of a fleet battle, not even PvP, just in the middle of a fleet battle fighting a skeleton, and I can't pull and deposit stuff into barrels, I can sink. That's a problem. That is a PvE experience that also translates to PvP. Oh, that's a core feature of your game. If you're not killing skeletons, why even play this game? You know what I mean? Like, you've got to do something. If you can't kill players because of hit reg and in inventory... And you can't kill skeletons because of hit reg and inventory. Like, what are you supposed to do? It's not a passive game. There's combat everywhere, right? There's combat everywhere. So stop diddling and daddling with these little things and actually focus on the big things. Um, I, I honestly thought a lot more stuff would be in here being that, um, you know, th this, but you know, the events they're turning out and stuff like that and the amount of cosmetics, I feel like a lot of their dev time are going into new cosmetics and not into the actual functionality of the game, which is very disappointing to me. The reason I preached and wanted these quality of life updates is for one thing and one thing only, to fix the core pieces of the game. And it looks like Rare is is opting for the, the new cosmetics and interesting things like that and ways to get you in the Pirate Emporium and spending money. Whatever, if they want to do it that way, they're going to continue to hemorrhage players like they did last year and what it looks like they're starting to do already with Season 1. But we will see where they go with this. We'll see what they change and tweak. Um, we have one more quality of life update in Season 1 uh, before we hit Season 2. Um, so, guys, thank you very much for listening to Pirate Talk Radio. I really appreciate it. Uh, drop me a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. Always make sure, please, drop a like if you enjoyed it. If you're on one of the podcasting apps, please, please, please hit the subscribe button and uh, let me know what you think. Give me a rating. I always try to do five stars. You can always find me on Twitter, Davram TV on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Davram TV on YouTube. You can also find me in Discord, which you can find in the show notes. But guys, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.